Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I've been watching the second season of Last Chance U on Netflix. Have you gotten anywhere near that series? There's another season. Yes, you haven't no, even watched the first season. I haven't even seen the first season. No, it's it's. <laughs> I disappoint you. I'm you sorry. really? Well, I mean, because I know you're gonna like certain things, right? And this is one of those things I know you're gonna like. So there's probably a lot of people that are listening to the show that have also seen at least a part of this documentary. It's a docu series, two seasons. The second one, I think, just started a, or came out a few weeks ago, and it's about. Uh, Eastern Mississippi Community College. Mm-hmm. Or East, Scuba. Yeah, East Mississippi Community College. Uh, and how they take on a lot of Division One players who have gotten in trouble in one way or another, gotten kicked out mm-hmm. of their programs, and then end up there for a second chance. For example, the quarterback at Florida State, was on camera. Right. Um, had an incident at a bar. Right. Where he, he shoved he, or punched a young lady. Yes. Yes. He is, he's their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring this up is not to just talk about television shows, but it is the best example of you cannot judge a book by its cover that I've ever seen in sports. Because there are so many stories behind each one of these players and the situations that they ended up in. And there is no doubt that I have been guilty of looking at a player's demeanor, seeing what they've done in the past, and then decided that this guy wasn't worth anything. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a guy, and their their names, their faces I've got, their names are just escaping me right now. There's a a guy, is it Cam Carter maybe? But he was at Penn State. Smoked a bunch of weed, got kicked out of there mm-hmm. for smoking the weed, and is now down at, at East Mississippi. And he is like a mess. He's he's depressed. He's got ADD. He half the time doesn't want to practice. He mopes around. And when I first saw him and saw this, I'm like, this guy is just he's he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? But then they show his backstory about how his mom didn't feel like she could raise him and handed him off to the great uncle, and he's been working his whole life to get back so his mom could accept him again, and he's been clinically diagnosed with these things and doesn't want to take his medication because he feels like a zombie and all these things. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I really need to do a better job in the future of not assuming the worst when you see a resume. Now, there is no excuse when it comes to the young man hitting that woman in that bar and being kicked out of Florida State for that. However, you know, what he has been, and then I've listened to interviews from his parents, his his regret of the situation, how he knows how badly he screwed up, Mm -hmm. how he's worked himself back, how he's become a leader on that team, how well he's played, all of these things, 
I mean, I'm not going to say that, yeah, I'm going to excuse that, but sure as hell makes me think differently about him going forward, and that's not the only thing I'm going to be thinking about on his on his resume. Right. So it really is eye-opening, and I will suggest it to anybody who loves football, anybody who loves sports, um, but you know, there's a lot of these guys that end up there, and and you think, you know, initially, it's easy to think, you know, what losers, man. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys have been given this opportunity. They go and play D1. They couldn't stop smoking weed. Or they got caught up in the wrong crowd. Or whatever it may be. And then you see them on the field sometimes who, you know, they're moping or their head's down or whatever it is. And then you actually learn about them. Yeah. From their perspective, what their life is. Well, you don't know. Always know the backstory, and 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 that's the issue. We don't know what people are dealing with. That Martavis Bryant interview was so illuminating uh, to to learn what that young man was dealing with. He, he asked him about the Ben Roethlisberger comments. Like furthest thing from my mind. I'm not worried about did it sting a little bit. Yes, but I had so many other issues I was dealing with, and so you don't always have the whole picture before you when you're making a decision as to whether or not you're going to like a person or, or, or not. Uh, so uh, th- that's great that they're, they're giving uh, the background of these young men on, on that series uh, or in that series. And, and so you, you get a, a, a holistic picture of who you're really dealing with here. And, and, and so that's great. Uh, and, and I will check it out at some point. But uh, I think we're all guilty of, of doing this and you have that re- initial perception of someone and you don't know what the, the person has been through. And that's something I've tried to adjust uh, as I've gotten older is, is you, you, you want to see the whole story or hear the whole story before you really have an ideal or, or make a decision on who someone is. And because we all different sides to us and we all have different upbringings and have dealt with things in a different manner. And, and so the decisions we make, especially at a very young age, when you haven't been able to come to terms with the traumatic experiences uh, you, you have had to uh, navigate uh, as a kid, you know, you're trying to make sense of this world. And some of us who are older and still trying to make sense of it. But until you get a handle on all the things that, that have come your way, the negative things in particular, uh, man, it, it, it's an arduous task. And, and so here's some guys who, yeah, may be great athletes, but they're dealing with so much more. And, yes, yeah, easy to say, well, how could you how could you waste that opportunity? Well, there's so many other things that are going on with these, these young men and women uh, that uh, they don't see it through the same lens as we see it. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, but hell, I'm trying to make sense of this and this and that and that. And and, and so while that's cool and it's afforded me a lot of opportunities, uh, I got a whole host of other things that uh, that are just as important that I need to come to terms with. Yeah, it is an amazing series, and Buddy Stevens is the head coach, mm-hmm. and in season one, he is just, he's insane. I mean, like he's off his rocker in the first season. He, he tried to fight a referee the season ended with them getting in a huge fight and then getting kicked out and even having most of their players suspended, kicked out of the postseason, and then most of their players were suspended for at least anybody who was on the team the year before for the first game of last year's season. So that was 2015. They got in the fights, and the, this documentary is now with, of, of last season. And he was so upset with himself in that season one with the way that he cursed and acted that he's now trying to change <laughs> – his tune right. 
but it doesn't always work all the time, which is funny because he has like a spiritual advisor that shows up to practice Hugh now. Freeze? Uh, Hugh Freeze is in there, which is funny, though, <laughs> because it's it's East Mississippi, and then yeah. Ole Miss, he comes down to take a look at the players, and, and, and Hugh Freeze was in there a couple of the episodes, and he's talking to him about certain players, and all I could think of when I was looking at Hugh Freeze is like, did he on that trip down to Scuba get a hooker while he was there at some point? That's the only thing. <laughs> Girl, I, meet I, me in scuba. I, Nobody I, will know you there. Yeah. Oh, it is it is remarkable. And then I think it's Clarksdale, Mississippi. There's a uh, a community college there where they're just awful, and they hadn't won in years and years, and and they got no money, and you know they lost like ninety to seven to East Mississippi once. They tell the story of those kids, and it's it's a great. It really is a great series. But there's another guy, Isaiah Wright. Now I haven't paid attention to where these guys ended up because I want to kind of see it all play out and they may be with big programs now and I don't I don't know it but there's another guy him and his two other brothers were in four different foster homes yeah. growing up he said and he admitted he's like I acted up nobody wanted us so and we just did our own thing and and some of his behaviors and the way he lives his life you you understand that yeah. So, anyway, I wanted to make that point at some point today because I was watching that on the vacation, a lot of it, and I just know personally I'm not going to assume as much about certain guys when I see things on their resume. Uh, now, I don't know what ends up happening with that Cam Carter, but I was guilty of it watching in the beginning. I was like, this guy, like, he's not going to make it. Yeah. And and then I, then I heard a story and said, now I'm rooting for him. All right, so the Cowboys, we open up the show talking about the Ezekiel Elliott Suspension. Uh, I definitely think this is a reaction to them dropping the ball previously, and they saw this as an opportunity, the NFL, just as they did with Deflategate to right a wrong, but again, they're making another wrong. The Cowboys currently have to deal with this. I mentioned earlier, I do think that it mirrors, in a sense, the Ben Roethlisberger suspension back in 2010 because there were no charges there. He got six games. And they also used other things that Ben had done or alleged to have done. You know, they threw everything up there with that suspension. It ended up being six, and they said under these conditions it'll end up being four. I don't know if the NFL intends on knocking this down. I don't know if the appeals process is going to get to a point where a couple of games are knocked off. But the Cowboys, I believe, will be without Ezekiel Elliott for at least four games. At least and I don't think that'll change. It very well might be. Right. And that's what happened six. with Hardy. Uh, Greg Hardy, his initially was uh, six. And this is after the young lady involved in that situation uh, quit cooperating with authorities. And, and they reduced his from six to, to four. And of course, the Cowboys signed him. And, and that was a, a, a disaster. And now he's out of football altogether. So there's a chance with this appeal process that uh, could be reduced to, to four games. Uh, I, I'm just waiting to, to see more be behavior or excuse me uh, evidence of this behavior and and if you have uh, the, the prosecutor there and their job to look at these type of things on a daily basis uh, unfortunately for them and and for the victims uh, and, and yet they couldn't see fit to bring charges why is the league now seeing fit to bring charges and leaving out a lot of pertinent information in their report when they announced the suspension yeah and since we spent so much Time and it earlier, I think, will turn our attention to you know the Cowboys in, in in dealing with this. And there's several ways you can look at them dealing with it. There's the ownership side, which is how much crap are we going to take 
and they're going to have to take all the crap because we've seen this before. If if Robert Kraft and the Patriots went through what they went through and then had Tom Brady play an entire season and then still end up getting suspended four games the the next year, mm-hmm. then there's no way that the Cowboys are going to win this one. It's just not it's not going to happen. Right. But you know, how much does Jerry Jones want to fight this publicly and Stephen Jones as well? I mean, how much do they want to fight this? publicly and and go after Goodell and make a stink out of this or do they just want to play it quietly but I I don't think that Jerry Jones will and and what's fascinating about this is you talk about two of the most high profile owners the most influential owners the guys who get everything done now it's it's NFL geeky stuff but like behind the scenes big TV deals stuff like Robert Kraft's always been a big part of that marketing uh, Jerry Jones and how he came in, guns are blazing, and, and really shook up the way the NFL marketed. Well, how about Jerry Jones in Vegas? I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones was instrumental in helping the the Vegas move. Right, so the these, Raiders, guys, yeah. these guys have so much to do with the success of the NFL, and here is the commissioner who was employed by these owners knocking down a peg or more the two most high-profile influential owners in the game. Now, I would put the Roonies and the Maras up there as as well in that, but I mean we're talking second generation now of of that, so it's a, a little bit a little bit different. We're not talking about Wellington and and Dan any longer, of course Dan just recently passing away. But so I mean that is a, a fascinating part of this is how the commissioner has said well, nobody gets special treatment here. Now, does that resonate with the other owners in the league? who may think that the commissioner had given them preferential treatment, I'm not sure. But the fact that he has gone after, in a way, you know, both those guys and, and those relationships could very easily be fractured is something to pay attention to. Well, Goodell just last week was at the Patriots game, shows his face there in in, in uh, Foxborough, albeit it's a, it's a preseason game, but it's in the owner's box, so maybe uh, they've moved past uh, all the issues they had with with Brady Gate and Deflate Gate and all that stuff. So in in this situation, uh, you, you have an owner, uh, as you say, a very influ- influential owner, and in Jerry Jones who comes out and, and 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 just puts it all out there. Hey, there's nothing here. We've seen all the evidence that's been presented, and we we are backing our running back Ezekiel Elliott. We don't think he's done anything wrong here. And there were no charges brought by the prosecutor. Uh, there in uh, in Columbus, so uh, we feel pretty good about moving forward and, and Ezekiel being on the field. And then, boom, uh, you, you hit with this uh, suspension Friday. And from all reports, uh, Jerry Jones was uh, just blew, blew a gasket, uh, and, and and so he felt blindsided by this. So uh, now that relationship he has with with the league office may be fractured. But uh, uh, more importantly, uh, if there's if there's something here and, and the young man is guilty of these, the, the, this, this incident, he should be charged. He should be suspended. He should have been charged by the prosecutor. So, uh, But there are so many unanswered questions here. And, and did the league choose to cherry pick, as the representatives of Zeke Elliott have uh, said? Yeah, it looks as though they did. They, there's certain information they left out, like the young lady being asked to lie to the investigators. Is Lucky Whitehead happy about this suspension? Do you think? Uh, no, no, Lucky is not happy. He is not sitting there. Uh, he, he's happy that Jerry Jones 
is looking bad, but not about his former teammate. I got on Jason Garrett for hiding during the Lucky Whitehead thing and not having an opinion whatsoever because he never does. Mm -hmm. So let's hear if Jason Garrett has anything to say about the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. We talked to our team uh, about the situation and the importance of focusing on what we can control. Uh, We can't control what the NFL does, and uh, it's not my place to comment on whether I think it's justified or not. Why is it not your place? <laughs> he is the. Oh. There's a word that I want to use that I just I, I I can't, but it sums up exactly how I feel about the guy. Really? Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> loser. Ah, no, no, no. It's not no, a loser. No, no, loser. No, it's this. He is such this. <laughs> is he not? He is stay, he not? He stays in his lane. Stays in his lane. Oh God, just, that's what he's doing. Come on, no, he's. I'm I, not. I I'm totally not disagree with him staying in his lane. He's the head coach of the I Dallas agree. friggin' Cowboys, yes. and the guy doesn't have an opinion on anything. I'm with you. It's I'm ridiculous. Not making excuses for. I'm just saying. Stand what he's up doing. for your player for yeah. crying out right. loud. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if you if if you think that something went on. And then say that. Be like, you know what? I think the NFL, from what we saw and what they put out there, something went on. He's got to pay his pay the price, and we'll welcome him back. And if you didn't stand up for your guy, right. be like, well, no, we think this is ridiculous. We'll deal with it because we have to. Right. This is the hand we've been dealt, but not having him around here for a situation where it wasn't charged. Hey, I mean, what are you afraid of? <laughs> he didn't say a damn thing during the Lucky Whitehead thing. No. he's he's a, He's such just like a figurehead. It's amazing. Now, I know that he coaches. I get it. But have some guts and say something. And uh, it's not my place not to comment place. on whether yeah, I think right. it's justified or no, not. Why, well, why not? <laughs> the head coach of the I, Dallas I'm Cowboys. I'm with you. He should have an opinion on these things. But I'm saying he's staying in his lane because that's what he's doing. And I'm not saying that's right. And it, it, It's where he should be living as far as uh, his comments or lack of comments on this issue and others. But that's the, the tact he uh, chooses he, to take. He does that because he wants to save his job or make him as palatable as possible to Jerry Jones because he knows that at any point he could be fired. So if he just stays in line and he's the good company man, then he doesn't have to worry about that, which I lose so much respect for those people. Say what's on your mm-hmm. mind. Say what's on your mind. And if and I, I said this on the last time with him with, with Lucky Whitehead. If he ends up getting fired, there's no way that he'll look back on this and say, well, at least I did it my way. And and you know, we were talking about backgrounds of these players and what they've dealt with. Jason Witten, he he took the opposite approach, and he discussed this. The domestic violence has been a part of his life, uh, was part of his life growing up, and he talked at length about his relationship with Ezekiel. They were workout partners this past offseason, and, and, and so they have grown closer, and, and in no way was he defending Ezekiel Elliott, but he did talk about uh, everything he does in the community uh, to fight against domestic violence uh, and his charitable uh, work and and, and how he's going to stand behind his teammate and help him get through this. That's all the head coach had to do. That's all Jason Garrett had to say. Hey, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but we're going to stand by him. Or if he did this, uh, he was wrong to do it, and and we, we can't stand by that. And hopefully we can help this young man moving forward. That's it. Give us something. Yeah, and why may, is that hard? Right, and maybe it doesn't mean anything. Or write us. it down like Tony Romo. Did. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do oh, wow. That. Yeah, and maybe it doesn't mean anything to the wins and losses of this year, or no matter how good of a coach he is or not. But to me, uh, publicly, 
and the guy looks like a wuss. Mm-hmm. And I just, if I'm Jason Garrett, I would not, I would not want that to look like a wuss. And I certainly also wouldn't want to to never have an opinion just so I can uh, appease my boss. That's the last thing I want to. I mean, that's just, that's just awful. You just no respect for that. Opinions type of are frowned upon around here. Oh, Can't help me. Goodness. All right. <laughs> Coming up next. I can't believe you wrote that word. Man. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I wrote it. It's still on the back of my rundown here. So I hope you slip on a wet bag. <laughs> I try all my bags, man. I, I, I dry them all. We're coming right back. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. What they do, they combine some things over here. I need to stop doing that, man. CBS mess, Radio. messes up my... Preparation in the morning. Are they uh, getting your name your right? Preparation. They are. Yes. They okay. called to confirm just to make sure. They've also noted, I think, in every throw to me that I'm filling in for Brad Heller this morning. Oh, so. really? Instead they of can't... just here's the sports with, right. it says he's in for Brad Heller. You know, oh, well, that, well, that's right. Is, is Brad that big of a deal? That I don't you know. Have to... It is his birthday today, though, oh, which I guess it? is why he took the day off. Oh, so, oh, there you go. Oh, He'll be with you guys for the rest of the week, by the way. Oh, that's boy, it. Your oh. boy Bogish is out. Yeah, no, I, I know they can't say Bogish's name right. It's always. Andrew Borgish. Andrew Borgish. Here's here's Andrew Borgish. Oh, my God. They get a little pressed correct. They do, yes. I guess they have to focus to hit all those syllables properly. Filling in for Brad Heller. Wow. Yeah. Well, listeners don't care about Brad Heller. They want to get their sports 15 and 45. Nor do your listeners care that I'm on WCBS 880 this morning. Especially those folks out of market who have no idea what radio station (laughs) that is. Yes, of course. Yes. at the same time, it is an interesting thing mm. that you're getting stretched so thin, and I want to wow. know if they've been screwing up your uh, your name. I'm not the only one getting stretched thin, thin around here. We, you guys know that. So, <laughs> this is what, see, here's my point: is it's all it's all a master plan to get you going because <laughs> I know it's in you. I I know it's in you. Gio knows how to press my buttons. Right, exactly. Whether it's it's your your devil baby or (laughs) whatever you have going on in your professional Uh, life. I mean, you you think think I'm just talking about 880 because I want to. No, what what I'm doing is I'm dragging the personality out of you. Make a good shrink. He's getting to getting to the mm-hmm. bottom of the issues. He's got me on the couch here. So we're here for him. Yeah, yeah. Therapist. Then, I understand. America's therapist. It didn't yep. take very long. He goes, I'm not the only one getting stretched thin over there. <laughs> there right. it is. There All it of is. a sudden, the curtain gets pulled back, and there's Out comes the bitterness. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, you got some sports for us? Yes, and I think uh, the Yankee fans, Brian included, could probably use some therapy yeah. right about now. You had Sunday night baseball drama in the Bronx. The two, one pitch. Swung on and lined to right field. It's a base hit. And the Red Sox lead. Bradley scores. Head first dive at the third base for Nunez. An RBI single for Andrew Benintendi. His ninth RBI of this series. And the Red Sox lead it in the 10th, 3-2. to two. Tim Neverett on the Red Sox radio network. Boston erased a 2-1 deficit on a Rafael Devers solo homer in the ninth as he took Yankee closer Araldis Chapman deep opposite field on a two-strike, 103-mile-per-hour fastball. And then Benintendi with the go-ahead single there in the 10th. Sox top the Yanks 3-2. Taking the series two games to one. They're now five and a half games clear of New York atop the AL East. Meantime, in Washington, the Nationals needed a Howie Kendrick walk-off grand.
Grand Slam to split a day-night doubleheader with the last-place Giants. They won the nightcap in 11 innings, 6-2, to two, after dropping the opener 4-2. to two. Earlier Sunday, got somewhat encouraging news on Bryce Harper. No structural damage to his left knee from that ugly-looking spill Saturday where he slipped on a wet first base. He does have a bad bone bruise that lands him on the disabled list, but hoping to be back by the end of the regular season. Of course, if we were in the playoffs right now, I'd tape it up and get out there and hobble the best I could and um, you know, do that. But uh, as of right now, um, as a team, I think we're doing a great job. It does help out the, the fact that I can you know, sit on it a little bit and let it heal and let it rest and you know, get to where I need to be. A luxury that the Nats are 14 games up in the NL East, so plenty of time for Harper to rest up and get healthy for the playoffs. Elsewhere, the Cubs beat the Diamondbacks 7-2. to The Dodgers won again 6-4 to over the Padres behind a couple of Justin Turner home runs. Angels double up the Mariners 4-2. to Anaheim has been red hot. They've won six in a row to take over the second AL wildcard spot. Marlins beat the Rockies 5-3. to Giancarlo Stanton with his major league leading 42nd homer of the season, matching the Marlins franchise record. It was also number 250 of his career. He had the Indians topping the Rays 4-3. to Corey Kluber won 7 to pick up his 11th win for Cleveland. At Quail Hollow, this was the turning point for 24-year-old Justin Thomas yesterday. Now Justin over it. Just for back-to-back birdies. Strokes it up the hill to the hole. And that one's going to catch that top lip and end up, is that right behind the hole? And it's hanging over the lip. And there it goes! There's a birdie for Justin Thomas. He's now one back. A late roll into the cup. John Magines, the call courtesy of Westwood One. That was kind of cool yesterday. Reminiscent of Tiger Woods in the Masters where the ball just kind of hung on the cup there. He walked away from it. It dropped in. Anyway, stretch. That's right. And he had the Tiger call at the Masters two years ago. So there you go. Stretch of seven holes where Thomas birdied four times. He would add another on 17. Eight under par overall. He finished off a two-shot victory at the 99th PGA Championship first major title of his career. College football, Florida suspending seven players for its season opener against Michigan September 2nd. Most notably, star wideout Antonio Callaway covered this throughout this morning. Apparently stems from the (laughs) players making improper charges on their student ID cards. The good old school Mm. bookstore turning around selling those items for (laughs) some cash. And you had the two apparent NFL protests over the weekend. Marshawn Lynch Friday night with the Raiders. Lynch's former teammate Michael Bennett with the Seahawks (laughs) last night. Bennett the only one of the two to speak. And he said after his team's win over the Chargers, he hopes his stance will cause others to go out and get involved in changing their community. Referenced all of the uh, nonsense that's been going on recently, most notably the bad scene down in Charlottesville, Virginia, over the weekend. So, Marshawn Lynch said he's been doing this his whole career. Which is wrong, because <laughs> there's and, video and, out there of him standing during right, National Right, and, and just so my man Jack Del Rio believes it. Yeah. Like, really, Jack? Come on. Because he was out front, and I... I uh, when when Kaepernick was doing it a, a year ago, and, and apparently he went and made it known to Marshawn Lynch his stance on this deal, but but uh, he bought what Marshawn was telling him. Yeah, this is Jack Del Rio on all of that. He said, "This is something I've done for eleven years. It's not a a form of anything other than me being myself." I said, "Okay." I said, "So you understand how I feel? I I very strongly believe in." Uh, standing for the national anthem, but I'm going to respect you as a man. You do your thing, okay? And we'll do ours. So that's a non-issue for me. Okay. Non-issue. There, there so is. you sit if you want to sit, basically is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look. Marshawn Lynch doesn't look like he has much of a social stance in him. I don't, not to, not to totally judge the guy, but mm-hmm. he seems like someone who's, 
just having fun. Yeah, well, he came out a year ago when Kaepernick was doing his thing and backed him and, and, sure. and all that. But, but I mean, he's not leading the charge. On no, these he may he may uh, play a part in a different manner. Like he probably yeah. just wanted to sit down. Like I'm <laughs> like he probably was just like you know what I think I kind of want to sit on this. It was a cooler he was sitting on or something, right? I probably just want to sit on this yeah. right now. I don't. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Like I'm kind of tired. Like I was just retired. You probably didn't even know the national anthem was, yeah, was it's taking a place. Preseason right? game. I don't need. I'm just gonna sit down. Mm. That's just the type of guy that he strikes me as. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he could do what he wants. I'm glad that Jack Delrue said you could do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. Uh, there's been so much talk about this Paulie Malinaji and Conor McGregor sparring session, and video came out of. McGregor knocking down Malinaji, and Malinaji is ticked off because he said the video is heavily edited and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't care about any of that. What I do care about is Conor McGregor and this heavy bag. Did you see this video? No. There's a video out there of Conor McGregor with a heavy bag, and he is either slow rolling all of us, <laughs> or he's the worst boxer you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Go get him, Connor. Even in the video with uh, with Malinaji, he, he like is he throwing punches or is he just slapping the dude? I, I, I he didn't look like a boxer, he looks even though they're touting it as uh, this proves that he can box and this is going to be a fight. They're still trying to sell this thing. It is amazing. Yeah, hold on, let's see if I can. Um. Hmm. There is, I believe I saw it on one of the websites this morning. So, Connor! I'll try to find it. <laughs> I'll try to find the thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, now, the last I heard about this, they were still have they were having problems selling tickets or well, selling out. I, I heard that they had sold out. Did they? they sold That's what I said, the, tickets. La- the last I right. heard about it. Yeah, so, uh, but it seems as though with the videos coming out, Malinaji, he's upset that... They're putting the videos out, and 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 that uh, they're they're heavily edited, and he gets knocked down by Conor McGregor, and then Dana White comes out and says, "Hey, this proves that this is going to be a fight, and it's going to be competitive." And yeah, they're, they're steadily uh, trying to to sell this thing to us, who who know it's a spectacle, and then you have others who are well versed in the sport to say that he won't be able to touch. Uh, Mayweather. All right, w- watch this now, live in, in, in real time here on Gio and Jones. And tell me if this guy can box. Look. <laughs> uh, uh, what is he doing? I, d- I don't know. Maybe I've... that's just for the cameras? Yeah, but but if it's for the cameras and the cameras are going to show other people and he wants to show people that he can win, then what? <laughs> this is the He's most... conserving himself. I mean, he looks like if he hits it too hard, yeah. it's going to release yeah. <laughs> like some it's a sort pinata. of right, toxic waste. Like, that's what it looks like. Jim Grant Garden. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm really, I'm really confused. Well, from that about video and, and the others of him sparring, uh, it just doesn't lend itself to him having a shot. So, Well, this is what we've been saying. Right. Yeah. Have the odds come down at all? Do we know that? Is, is or is uh, Mayweather still unbelievably favored, where it's not even worth betting on him unless you're betting massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no. I could never. After watching that stuff, I could never put any money on Conor McGregor in this thing. I can't. Maybe sandbagging this man. Maybe he's gonna come out and look totally different. 
That's what I said. He's either slow rolling right. us with this, yeah, or he's horrible yeah. at boxing. <laughs> that is, that at boxing. It's one of the two. What's that? Just say it on the air. Here, Negative right? five fifty for Mayweather or favored. Neg- I don't know gambling. I'm sorry. I'll admit minus, it. Minus five. Minus five fifty. <laughs> I don't gamble. I like some what daily Hello? fantasy. It, that's what? it. Uh, huh? On my, Friday it was my, uh, <laughs> minus five fifty. Mike, I'm horrible at gambling as well, but I I I know it's not negative. <laughs> it's not positive. <laughs> minus five fifty. So negative. Boy, you yeah. a boy blue. I don't, I don't gamble, but <laughs> I, I think sometimes play. Yeah, I think it's only negative five. That's <laughs> my only vice. I swear. <laughs> that week I did heroin, but no, never mind. <laughs> I've never done heroin. <laughs> I know. You sure? I know. We're kidding. We're joking around. All right, coming up next, chicken pox is back. <sighs> Where? We'll tell you. Listen to Tiki and Tierney weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets right here on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Big Rig 75, and he tweets us a lot. Sometimes he gets under Brian's skin. (laughs) But he asked us, how long does it take to grow a pumpkin in the Midwest? <laughs> Summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. Get your battery tested for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I'm not finding. Did you cheat? I'm Googling it now. Why are you cheating? Well, isn't because I, I wouldn't be able to give him an answer. How long does it take to grow a pumpkin in the Midwest? Uh, now, if this weeks. was the East, I'd be able to answer this. Oh, yeah. How long does it take in the East? Well, clearly it's four months. Clearly. Okay. Four Down months. south? I don't know. I just know northeast. If oh, you're growing okay. a pumpkin, it's... So I'm saying two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. They grow fast in the Midwest, boy. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, that miracle grow. I don't know. Yes, different type of dirt. That caliche grows fast in that soil. Khaleesi, isn't that from K- Game of Thrones? Khaleesi. Yeah, this this is just is too long of an explanation here. This one, that soil temperature. Nobody needs this. I don't know. What <laughs> kind of damn question is that? They tell us to stick to sports, and then they throw this at us. And that's the only one we got, so that's yeah. the one we went with. So that was that was the deal. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I have now is a fig tree. Hmm. Yeah, growing figs on the tree. Yeah, there's a lot of them, too. I'm taking care of it. It's growing a lot of figs. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with these figs. Really? Maybe I'll make a fig newt. There you go. How about, How about a fig newt? Yeah, what else could you do Why with do a we... fig? Mikey it's B. like a jelly. You make a fig jelly? Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a preserve. Yeah, you put it on your toast. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yes. We have some. Matter of fact, I think some in the fridge. Yes. Fig. Fig jelly. Yeah. Maybe I'll make some fig jelly off go. my fig tree. Yeah. Maybe I'll sell it. Cool. Outside. Make a little, business. Little All right. Jars of fig jelly. There you go. All right. That's what I'll do. Cool. Hey, uh, chicken pox is back. I, I saw that. And Not San- in a good way. No, Sandy, <laughs> why would it be in a good way? Is there any way it would be chicken pox? Well, would be I mean, when it, when it affects a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. 
it's not in a good way when it affects one, but when what? you talk about a whole locker room, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's never, the chicken pox is never a good thing. I've never had them, so no, I wouldn't know. No one's like, oh, great, chicken pox is here. Well, I mean, if it's just hey, one person, it's me, okay. chicken pox. But the whole damn lot? Well, it's not all of them, but it's three. Damn near. Three, it's just three. It's going to be all of them. <laughs> it's three players. That's what they're concerned about. Three players at uh, San Diego State. It's going to be 300. Their football team. Uh, have, have have chicken pox, and they're afraid that it's going to start spreading because it's very contagious. Exactly. Now, is it a myth that if you have it once, you don't get it again, or is that the truth? Because I hear that. I remember you get it once, and then you don't get it ever again. So I've never it, had it. I don't and know. when you have it as a kid, it stinks, but if you get it as an adult, it's like a disaster. Oh, really? I believe it's the truth. Have okay. you had it? Yeah, when I was a kid. You yeah. had it? You guys had it? Yeah. I had chicken pox. I yeah. uh-huh. You can get vaccinated for it. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder why I didn't get that vaccination. Even back in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. And we still got chicken pox. What was wrong with our parents? I don't know. How come they didn't vaccinate us I don't for know. chicken pox? Yeah, it was a bitch. Really? Yeah, you get those. <laughs> I remember. You get the, all no. the things all over you. Right. Then you had to, we had to, I had to do like baths, oatmeal bath or right. some crap. I just remember. Yeah. It was not good. Stay away from me. Well, I was, a, I was like 1987, so you don't have to worry about mm. that. Okay. You were probably knee deep in... Something. <laughs> Nineteen eighty. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'll reference the paper and the word that I use. Yeah, in a different context. Mikey be pointing out dual use of that sex. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about me now. I was taking oatmeal bass too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I hope it's so. good for you, girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So I know sometimes people like when we talk about what happens around the office here. Some do, some don't. Uh, but I want to spend a couple of minutes letting you know what, what's happening here at, at CBS Sports Radio in, in our newsroom. Mm-hmm. So there's a consolidation that is happening mm-hmm. amongst the employees, which is probably not a good thing <laughs> for people. Uh, but because we have... This company that is buying us, Entercom, and that's going to go through, and they're giving up a couple buildings, and people are moving down here that weren't yeah. normally here. they got to create space. So our newsroom, where we are now, which is a disgusting place. Yes. I mean, it is. It, Gross. It really is. It's. I have a real tough time in that place. But that's going to be used now. They're going to stuff some other poor schmucks in there to do their work, and they're moving us outside of our newsroom right next to another radio station's newsroom. Mm -hmm. So there was this area that was sort of like a green room. If people were big celebrities would come in, they'd sit there. If we had in-studio guests, they'd sit there. They took that space now, and they made it into our new newsroom. So before I left for vacation, there was giant tarps, plastic tarps, plastic wrap, floor-to-ceiling, hammers, Saws, yelling, (laughs) screaming. Blood would splatter onto the plastic tarp every now and then. People would peek in. Hard hats, dig underground. And I'm thinking, wow, look at all the effort that they're putting in to build us a new newsroom here. It's so important to them that they got to keep it a secret. Maybe they're keeping it a secret because they don't want people to be jealous about how nice this new thing is. So then they take down the tarp. I walk in here today, and all it is, 
six of the most ordinary cubicles you have ever seen in your life. White. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Makes everybody feel more comfortable. Yes. <laughs> White cubicles. Yeah. Six of them. And per our newsroom, a stain already on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Huge one. Right. I mean, <laughs> look like the, you can't make it up. Yeah, <laughs> look like someone melted <laughs> into that spot. Uh, it's so funny. You put up a picture of it. You can go There's to Geo and Joe's on, on Twitter. We yeah. haven't even moved in. I know. It's it's just so perfect. I mean, and the newsroom that we're in now. I mean, the the floor in here. I mean, there there's prisons that have better floors than what we have. In there, so whoever moves in there, I w- I hope that they didn't have a nice office <laughs> beforehand or a nice clean carpet or floor or whatever. Because once they move in there, they're yeah. just gonna be like, "Wow, this is." A oh, they're gonna change that right before they move move those folks in there, aren't they? No. They have to. No, they're not. Oh, they have to. They can't. Well, of course, they're to not gonna change. They, they can't may do that. They may do the carpet cleaning that they do like once every six months. <laughs> that won't help. And then the mold grows back. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> of course they're not going to change. They will. Come on. Yeah, so anyway, you can right go to thing. at Gio and Jones on Twitter and see this brand spanking new <laughs> newsroom they built for us in secrecy, no less. And we weren't allowed to see all the hammering, all the to-dos about it produced six cubicles <laughs> that a bunch of 13-year-olds could have made in shop class. <laughs> hey, man, they need their privacy when they're constructing cubicles. Come on. I mean, this is the most bare bones. <laughs> they could have used cardboard. It would have been the same thing. Uh, anyway, we were talking about that Florida story with the seven players that get suspended for uh, selling, getting the improper... Uh, their benefits card, and then they they bought the stuff with it, and ended up reselling it for cash. We talked yes. about it with Lepresti all morning. Nice little hustle. Yeah, it sounds like a good one. We did that. We'd get books we didn't need and go sell them back for the money. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. That's interesting. NCAA. Now, would you would you sell them back for more than what they were at the bookstore? No, just what they were. Same price. Yeah. But because you now that that we card, got the books, you get the books. You go. Get the books you need for your classes. But but you don't have to you swipe it? No, we didn't have all that swiping you, you, stuff oh, back then. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. You just take your, 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 your syllabus and all your classes on there. And, and they give you the books. And you get the books, and sometimes you get some extra books you didn't need. Oh, okay, there's yeah. yeah, this one on physics. Yeah. And you end up selling them. Yeah. And why would people buy them, though, from you as opposed to the bookstore? You have to at least sell no, them No, 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 you cheaper. sell them back to the bookstore. Oh, you sell they them back? They would buy them back. Yeah. Well, how stupid are they? Uh, that's why they changed the rules. But they buy back because not all your books are new. Yeah. So they buy b- books back, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember a damn thing about buying books in college. <laughs> I, really, I really don't. I kind of like that. I, I give these kids credit. I don't I mean I know it's against the rules, yeah, but hey, it's a hey, nice little thing. Try and get a little, little spare change. I do remember having like an allotment on the food card mm-hmm. that I'd have, and then at the end of the year having the surplus and being like, I got to go and buy like 50 bagels now oh. with this. You'd go in there, and then I'd buy a whole bunch of stuff and like throw them to my friends. I remember doing that. Oh, you're so nice. I was a nice guy. What happened to that guy? Ah. <sighs> Alarm clock going <laughs> off at 3 a.m. <laughs> he went to East Mississippi Community College. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was down there in scuba, man. I was a EMCC lion. There you go.
Thanks to Mikey B, PDB, Lapresti, Pierno. Talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.